When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the PHNX D-backs podcast right here on PHNX. My name is Derek Montia, occasionally known as the mayor of Fallball, and I am of course joined by my vice mayor of all of baseball, my friend, my co-host, it's the one and only Thunderstick Jesse Friedman. It was Patrick Lyons the one who put that in your head, Derek? You're the, oh, yeah. you're the mayor of Fallball to you. Oh know? yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> We were we were uh, sitting super close. We had a great, uh, great, great, beautiful day for baseball. Uh, great opportunity to go see some youngsters uh, in his very first at bat in his very first pitch. Buddy Kennedy went yard. It, it was a fun day to be out uh, at the old surprise. Oh, he went stadium. yard. I didn't know he, he went, went yard. yard. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. It was a dinger right off of the bat. Uh, <laughs> yeah, pun intended. But of course, <laughs> this show is brought to you. As you guys know, by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, go download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use our code of PHNX, and for betting $5 on any NFL game, you will get $200 in free bets instantly should that team win their game. That code, again, was PHNX. And yes, Jesse, I have been taking in the fall ball. Uh, we have the Fall Stars game coming up next Saturday, and then a week from that day is the championship game. Okay. So, you know, it's a... It's the season's about to wrap up uh, now that baseball season is officially over. My, my complete and, and uh, entire focus is on uh, fall ball. It's uh, I, I just love it so much, Jesse. I love being out there. Uh, it's very much like spring training, but with kind of less, I guess, less consequence. You know, you're not right. really watching these guys play for a position. You're just kind of watching these guys, you know, do their best to to show up and show out. I also think uh, not to knock the fall ball guys because they're all very good baseball players, but uh, to watch them botch routine plays and struggle <laughs> to like, you know, yeah. just, you, just, you know, you're watching minor league baseball, you know, you're watching minor league. Yeah. But what I, I think the thing is, is that I watch, especially in 2021, I watched a lot of diamondbacks baseball. <laughs> I covered more games in 2021 than I have throughout my entire career of covering you, this you team. You picked a great year to do oh, it. Oh, yeah. Right? Woo! I was there. Yeah, baby. I was I was there for all of it. The ups and the downs, and mostly the downs. Uh, but yes, I just, uh, even even with the team playing as poorly as they did at times, uh, and, and having their own fair share of debacles defensively, it just reminds you of how good Major League players actually are. Because these guys aren't bad baseball players or athletes, but yeah. it's it's not easy uh, handling a rocket line drive hit at you as a third baseman to field it, field it cleanly and make a good strong throw to first base to get the guy out 
all mm. in a matter of time while this guy's sprinting down the line, right? When when you're watching someone just struggle with getting the ball hit at him at, at a high speed and trying just to stop it from killing him and picking it up off the ground, you're like, oh yeah, that's that's more of what I would have looked like out there. That's <laughs> a, that's definitely a little bit more like it. Uh, yeah, but it was also uh, it was also a great day to see some Diamondbacks players. Dominic Canzone was out there uh, again. Buddy Kennedy. Uh, the lineup was filled with Colorado Rockies. So our mm. friend Patrick Lyons from the DNVR podcast was having a good time watching his guys. Uh, and actually, he's going to be on the show quite a bit this week, you guys. We're going to have yeah. um, him on both of our live shows this week as well as... You guys um, better not talk about wrestling the whole time. The whole right? time. Oh, Let's yeah. talk about some baseball. We already decided bit. we're going we're gonna to do an entire episode where we use nothing but wrestling catchphrases and see how long it takes to just completely <laughs> drive you insane. <laughs> it will not be long, Derek. It will not be long. I'm just going to mysteriously not show up one of these yeah. days this yeah, week. Yeah, that's right. Well... <laughs> Sundays are for wrestling, Jesse, but today is Monday, and it is time for yet another Mailbag Monday. So All we right. are going to turn to Twitter and get some of our favorite questions from this week. Uh, obviously, don't have a chance to answer all of them, but I, I am uh, I am cataloging all of them, and we will be going back around and getting the ones we miss. There's a lot of questions about free agency out there, Jesse, and I'm just not ready to answer those yet. I want to we'll see get there the soon. team. We'll get there soon. Yeah. Exactly. Like we have a uh, you know the situation with with the potential lockout, most likely a lockout, as you've said, probably won't see a delay to the season next year. You don't think? But I we still have so, a labor no. agreement to get through as far as you know any any kind of free agency, any kind of any 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 kind of changes, right? Yeah. To, to the season. I I want to stress that real quick. A lot of people have said you know, oh my gosh, there's no way, you know, baseball starts on time next year. I think there's definitely a possibility baseball doesn't start on time next year, but I don't think that is the most likely outcome. Uh, I think it is likely that there will be a lockout. There will be a bit of a delay in some of the off-season things. Uh, our off-season schedule will probably be pushed back a little bit with free agency and the Rule 5 draft and some of these things. Um, but I don't think it is by any means a foregone conclusion that we will have a delay to the season. At the end of the day, Derek, if we don't play games, uh, both the owners and the players stand to lose money in that Correct. situation. And they're obviously going to have some motivation on both sides to, to come to an agreement. So I think that's possible, but I don't think that's the most likely outcome. I don't mean to be super dramatic here, but baseball is already in a position where between the pandemic the lack of interest and some other things like baseball is dangerously close to losing, you yeah. know, the audience that it has. Right. I can see a lot of people after all that, you know, all that we've gone through over the last two, two years, I, you know, you, you can't just always assume your audience is going to be there. That's what I say. Mm -hmm. So you're absolutely right. Because I think there is more than just money on the line here. I think there is, people's attention on that's line. true i can't even keep up with my dvr jesse let alone the netflix subscription i have the apple plus the hulu i also have paramount uh oh hbo gosh. i and like <laughs> and then all these all these networks all these streaming subscriptions they all have these shows that all my friends tell me i must watch 
I don't know how they have time to watch them, Jesse. I don't know <laughs> when people are watching all of this. Well, stuff. you're on PHNX shows like eight times a day. So That's I don't know also possibly part of it. Correct. <laughs> I can't even find time to keep up on the sports that they expect me to comment on on this network. You know what I mean? But <laughs> I think that's fairly obvious. People, I think people can tell. Uh, anyway. Uh, I want to get to the questions, though, and not your questions. Just I'm sick of your questions. Uh, you question me all the time. Uh, I'm ready to ask uh, answer some questions from Twitter. Uh, this okay. one, we're just going to get fairly negative right out of the gate. Uh, our friend Spencer O'Gara at Spencer underscore O'Gara asks, are the pitchers we have in the minors actually high-end, or will they be disappointed? disappointing like Shipley, Brad- Bradley, Clark were? And... I guess looking at that, I can say I get, I see where you're coming from. I, I'm I'm still not yeah. ready to write Taylor Clark off, but I get what you're saying. Braden Shipley was supposed to be top of the line, you know, starting pitcher, Archie Bradley, Taylor Clark. Um, I get it. Um I don't know. I, I think I don't know there's a way to answer that question without seeing them. <clears throat> I think yeah. you never know what you're going to get out of young talent. And then on top of that, what I've seen obviously from a couple of pitchers that have left this team is you never know what you're going to get out of that talent when they go elsewhere and have different coaching after leaving this team. Mm. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm, and I, again, you are the voice of reason on this podcast. You talk me down off of the ledge all the time. <laughs> you have made it. Uh, you, you have at least reminded me, that as much as we want to go crazy about the number of pitchers that have left here and had success, there's really only a handful right now that you can look back at over the last, you know, if you, especially if you take out uh, (laughs) Max Scherzer, uh, you know, there's only a handful recently (laughs) that have just gone, you know, gotten really good. And, you know, of those still Robbie Ray is the only one that sticks out as seeming to be like at this unfathomable level of eliteness when we didn't, um, when, when he's we about to make that. a lot of money, Derek, he's he about is. to make a lot of money. <laughs> he is. And good for him. Get that bag, Rob, get that, yeah. ba- get that bag, big, big Bob. But, uh, I, I will say that the diamondbacks right now have a long list of really highly rated pitching prospects in their si- system, right? Whether, whether they come up and can become major league pitchers remains to be seen. I, I think that, uh, you, you, once again, you know, like watching AFL, like watching minor leagues, you you could dominate in some of these leagues and then come to the major leagues and be completely lost. So mm. I, I don't know what we're going to see out of the minor leagues, but I do know that the Arizona Diamondbacks are, are kind of going all in on these guys. That's what it feels like. Uh, we Like I said, we have a bunch of questions about, you know, free agency. And we all know the the stance Mike Hazen and this team has said they're going to take. It remains to be seen if they actually take that stance. Mm-hmm. I personally think they're still going to bring in some top-rated prospects. I think they're going to – or I'm sorry, not top-rated prospects. I was going to say, I'm like, <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know where they – who are they – who are we trading, Derek? <laughs> nope, nope, didn't mean that. I mean, uh, I think they're going to bring in some some veteran guys to mix with their, with their top-rated prospects. So I think they're yeah. still going to have uh, – you know, these same kind of deals that we saw, you know, I, I think we got that as a question. Are we going to still see the Diamondbacks sign 35 plus year old relievers to mm. one year contract? Probably. 
Yeah. Probably, <laughs> probably an outfield or two, uh, possibly as well. Like they're not just going to expect these young guys to do it on their own without having, I guess you would kind of say, you know, role models on the team that can show them how to get the job done, you know, and, and good coaching behind it. I, I know that that for me is the biggest thing right now. And that's why I've been so pleased with the direction of this team. They've backed up this entire, this, this statement of we're going to go, we're, we're going to look to our farm system to fill positional needs. And they have backed it up by getting good coaches that will probably do wonders with these young guys. Yeah. I, well, first of all, dispenser, I want to acknowledge just, I just think it's funny what the 2021 season has done to a lot of diamondbacks fans. We're like, this is the way that they talk <laughs> our pitchers we have in the minors actually high end, or will they be disappointing? Like everyone else <laughs> <laughs> that's sort of, but, but I think we're all there, right? We, we understand where, where you're coming from Spencer and, and how you're feeling on that front. I think that's, that, that's shared by pretty much every diamondbacks fan on the planet right now. But when, okay. Who's, who is a prospect? Who is a top rated prospect? For the Arizona Diamondbacks, that has worked out for this team. Yeah, no, it's it's a very fair point. And especially on the pitching side, there have been almost none, Derek, that have actually panned out. He mentions uh, Braden Shipley and Archie Bradley here. Taylor Clark, for me, is in a different category because I don't think anyone really expected Taylor Clark to be that good. He was more of a number four, number five starter a sure. ceiling type of a guy. Um, but yeah, Braden Shipley and Archie Bradley, I mean, they were top 30 prospects in all of baseball at, at, a, at certain points in their minor league careers. And obviously Archie Bradley has turned into a useful reliever. Uh, but even at that, he's, you know, Archie is kind of faded from being, you know, an elite back end guy to more of a middle reliever type. Braden Shipley uh, is not really an active major league pitcher at all right now. So the, the list goes on, Derek, Aaron Blair, even the guy that traded to the to the Atlanta Braves. There's an example of a pitcher we traded and and he still didn't quite figure things out in another organization. Um, but it's just been a while since since we've seen here in Arizona, a Diamondbacks pitching prospect in particular pan out. And what I'll say to Spencer is not that we have any guarantee, right? There are never any guarantees whatsoever with with these guys when it comes to you know, their future and cracking the major league roster and, and really being productive at the big league level. But I think what strikes me is that there's a lot of depth here. Like there's a lot of guys. It's not just Braden Shipley and Archie right. Bradley. Yeah, maybe, right. you know, maybe they'll be top of the rotation starters. And if not, then there's nothing else really here. Uh, it's actually kind of the reverse where I, I don't know if necessarily any of the Diamondbacks pitching prospects are really projected to be like a true number one. Some of them might have that ceiling where they could get there if enough things go right for them. But I don't think that this farm system is really full of those guys. What it is, is it's just a lot of different players, a lot of different guys with a lot of different strengths and and guys who are expected to be productive at the major league level. And and the way that I see it, Derek, you know, it is is the next great Diamondbacks rotation, you know, currently in the farm system. I'm not so sure. Uh, I think a lot of things have to go right for that to happen. But at the same time, there's just such a long list of players here. Uh, you know, Blake Walston and Ryan Nelson and Drew Jamison and uh, Tommy Henry. And the list goes on. There, there's just a lot of these guys. And every single one I just named has a, a pretty good shot of cracking the majors as a starter and is viewed more as like a mid rotation type guy rather than a back end guy. And you stack up that many options 
And you give yourself a pretty good chance of having not all of them, but probably having a couple of these guys pan out. So we'll, we'll see how things turn out, right? We've been here before where we get excited about players and they don't pan out on the pitching side though. There's just so much depth that I think that's what gives me some confidence here. Uh, Slade, uh, Ciccone. Yes. We are. Yes. We just uh, saw him in the fall league, right? I, yeah, I, I didn't even mention him. Bryce Jarvis is another one, right? There's, there's a lot of these guys. Yeah. Slade, uh, his, uh, time in the fall league is over before the end of the season. Um, he's been re- removed from the fall league after five appearances, right? Uh, went 15 innings, 2.40 ERA, seven walks, 14 Ks, 1.47 whip. Uh, so, Good, He's good okay. outing. Yeah, not He's nothing, solid. nothing, nothing. Yeah, because again, it's it's still against comparable hitting for you know where he's at as a as a pitcher. But uh, it, to be honest, AFL is kind of known to be a hitters league, right? So yeah, um, that's, no, those are good numbers. They're, they're not terrible numbers, and it's not due to injury. Uh, it's just he reached his uh, innings limit apparently that the Diamondbacks had set for him. So sure, just a little update on him as well. And I don't know if we're saying because I think they said when I was there that it was Sacconi, but I'm still going with Ciccone. I'm saying it that way. Really? Care. They said it was Sacconi now? Uh, I, 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 that's what I thought they said. Uh, yeah, the, but you know, you never know. The AFL announcer guy could be saying it wrong. I so. feel like I feel Who like knows? part of this is like there's like the way that most people pronounce a last name. Like most people are gonna say Sacconi because that's mm-hmm. just kind of what it looks like. Whereas like like we were trying to be authentic here, Derek. We were yeah. trying to we were trying to dig deep into Slade's Italian yeah. roots. Yeah, we were trying we, to we, we want to do justice to his family, the the heritage, yeah. the whole bit. Right. Yeah. So, right, right. Because here's the thing. We are going to butcher names on this podcast. Me way more than this guy, Jesse, over here. So I'm just <laughs> gonna say that out at, right. But for some reason, last names to me uh look like they make sense saying them one way, even though I know for a fact. That in my head, I've never heard that man's name pronounced that way that I'm saying it right now. So I'll just apologize ahead of time uh, for all the book names I'm going to butcher uh, as we go on to do this podcast. Uh, And I I have another question in regards to pitching that kind of goes hand in hand with the the other question about minors. And this question came from our, uh, our buddy Brett Lee Johnson at Brett underscore Johnson. He asks, do you think the D-backs go after now former pitching coach of the Astros? Brent Strom seems like he would be a favorite seeing what he's done with those young Astros pitchers, just that pitching staff in general. Uh, Obviously our man Brett has been listening to this podcast because I have talked about Brent Strom quite a bit. I really liked seeing his interviews and what his philosophies on baseball and and pitching were during the world series and during the playoffs. I familiar with him prior to this Astros run in the playoffs. So I got to see quite a bit of him. And I just wanted that for our team so much. I wanted somebody like that that just came across to me as being a mentor. Now, we have somebody like that. And this was prior to the signing of Jeff Bannister. But Jeff is the exact type of man that I wanted for this team. And uh, Brent kind of goes in the same direction. Now, I'm not very familiar with his work other than, you know, what he's done with the Astros. I just know that uh, he was he would be very high on my list if if he was interested in in still, you know, being a pitching coach. I have a feeling his resignation might be a little bit more to 
take a step back after this hectic offseason or uh, postseason. I, I still think, though, that somebody like that would be very high on my list. But I still also would very much like to see uh, Mike Fetters get the opportunity just based on what he's done with this team. And I, I'm basing that no more than, the than you know, Tyler – Tyler Gilbert's no hitter. You know, that's pretty much all I'm basing it on. <laughs> You're really big on on that story in that moment. It's ridiculous. Under, it's understandable. Well, no, I think uh, here's the thing is I like bullpen coach, pitching coach, like it, it's it's a similar position. It's just a different squad that you're kind of overseeing, right? right. And I know that the bullpen coach is more about getting guys ready. And I I, I get what their job kind of entails. I know that the pitching coach is still much more over the entire, you know, uh, starting rotation and even the bullpen. I just think that the pitching coach um, really needs to come from a place of of <laughs> understanding, you know, players a little bit more, uh, understanding moments like that. And I know it's a very small sample size, so I'm sure you hate that. But I just felt like <laughs> everything Mike Fetters displayed that night you know, it could have gone so many different ways, to be honest. You know, it, it really could have. So the fact that it went the way it did and Fetters was such a big part of it, I, I that, that earned a ton of respect for me personally. Yeah. No, I mean, there's a reason that Mike Fetters is one of not that many guys who's been here for a while, right? Mike Fetters has been in that role as bullpen coach for a long time. And I think the, the organization really, uh, you know, really likes the job that he's done. Uh, yeah. Strom is an interesting, uh, an interesting candidate for sure. Uh, like you said, we, you know, we have no inside sources here that he's someone the diamondbacks are, are, are looking at. Um, and as you said, you know, maybe this is some sort of a personal, uh, situation where he's stepping away from baseball and, and, you know, not interested in, in another job. He wasn't fired from the Astros. He just decided to step away. Um, so yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see obviously that that Astros pitching staff has a lot of good things that have happened over the last few years. So if you're just looking at, you know, guys who are out there available potentially and, and have a pretty impressive resume, Brent Strom is certainly going to be on that list. Well, guys, uh, I will tell you this much here. Here's the wise information I can give you. Go over uh, to DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, okay. Okay. Use the DraftKings <laughs> Sportsbook app. Download it, use our code of PHNX, and for betting $5 on any NFL team to win their game, you will get $200 in free bets instantly. Now, just a reminder, DraftKings is the official sports betting partner of the NFL, and I, of course, am Mr. Parlay. Okay, not just not just same game parlays, all parlays. I mix sports up, baby. I make I, you I, can I do. mix sports and parlays. I, there's all sorts of crazy stuff you could do on here. Whoa, Jesse. I didn't there's know a, that. Did you not know? You, did I not talk to you about betting on wrestling on here? Well, it's not betting. It's more of like a pool that you can just pick wrestlers from. But DraftKings oh. Sportsbook, even involved in the WWE. Uh, same game parlays, though. I'm all about it. I'm also about betting uh, against the Coyotes to win games unless they're playing the Seattle Kraken. Congrats to our friends over at the Arizona Coyotes <laughs> podcast on their first win. I did not bet on that game, and I did not lose my money. But uh, that's because I had a good feeling that the Coyotes might actually pull that one off, and they did. See, but are the Kraken I, good? Like, do I need to? No, go check they're out not. They're very, very bad. They're very okay. bad. Okay, yeah, good they're know. terrible. Good and everybody <laughs> dunks on them, and 
there's very high expectations set by the Golden Knights for every new franchise to be great. That's not going to happen. There uh, are but... so many people, though, here in Seattle who wear Kraken jerseys. Oh, it's a, because it's a beautiful... And... It's a beautiful logo. It's a great it name. Is. Everything it about is. it is fantastic. I love yeah, the colors. Yeah, the branding is on point. The branding is on point. The The failure was uh, at putting a proper team on the ice. But, I mean, who, who are we in Arizona to judge that? <laughs> anyway, uh, you can use your DraftKings Sportsbook app to make all sorts of bets against the teams in your hometown if they're not good. Uh, and win yourself a little dough on the side. Uh, Jesse, I... Put down $50. I lost almost every single bet. I placed $10 on James Conner, Arizona Cardinal, to be the first touchdown scorer in their game. He hit. It was a 1,000 to 1 payout, Jesse. I won $110 on a $10 bet. uh, And it made my weekend. He had like three touchdowns. It was a great day. It was was a great day for the Cardinals. So uh, you can do that too. All sorts of prop bets, all sorts of different things you can do. Uh, with those same game parlays, you can combine multiple pets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you win. DraftKings, of course, is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. I did it at like 3 o'clock in the morning. Don't don't ask me why. I just got up and I was like, ooh, money. Uh, but download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use, use our code of PHNX, and you will get that $200 in free bets uh, instantly. Oh, excuse me. Excuse me. Um, I see now. That our draft, our uh, oh wait no, I'm sorry. It is uh, it, it has changed a little bit. So I'm I'm completely wrong on our uh on on our on our DraftKings payout thing here because it just changed and it just changed today. Is today November eighth? Of course. Uh, so I, I have to retract what I said. And now new customers, check this out, Jesse. For betting one dollar on either team to score, you can win one hundred dollars in free bets. Okay. Just when a team scores, forget betting five dollars to win. That's out the window. One dollar on either team to score, and that will win you one hundred dollars in free bets instantly. Starting today on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, use our code of PHNX, and you will get again that one hundred dollars in free bets. Should either team score a point, we don't even have to go over, uh, you know, what that 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 whole situation was when the last zero zero tie was. But uh, just remember. 21 and over only, Arizona only, gambling problem, dial 1-800-NEXT-STEP, new customers only, eligibility restrictions apply, see DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. And yeah, see Jesse, right, Change it. Change, they're changing things right in front of my face, and that's how <laughs> that's how often this stuff changes. Also, you can go on to PHNX.com, uh, go PHNX.com, uh, we're always having new deals for our uh, existing members on the PHNX Locker. If you're a new member, you want to join for uh, getting a one-year subscription, you will get a free t-shirt. And I'm pretty sure that the Coyotes folks and the Suns folks both have an offer to even sweeten that deal more. If you go check out their Twitter accounts, you might find something, might even get you an extra t-shirt or two. So go over there, see what they have going on. Uh, But sign up to become a member either with the annual membership or with the month-to-month option. Uh, That month-to-month option uh, for new subscribers, you will get the first month for just 50 cents. Uh, Also, on the website, what you'll get is a ton of content. If you're an Arizona sports fan, uh, you will go there and hopefully enjoy everything that we have to offer. Uh, Jesse has a fantastic article that he just put up this weekend on the website in regards to Zach Greinke's contract uh, and now that it has has come and gone, 
just kind of analyzing it, taking a really deep look at, at uh, you know, the Arizona Diamondbacks making that big signing and, and what it did for this franchise in the end. So please mm-hmm. check that out, uh, as well as jump on our members-only Discord, where you will, uh, you know, get on there with like-minded individuals that want to talk about baseball football, hockey, whatever you're into, uh, and get away from the BS on social media. So I hope you guys join and become a member. We would love you for it, and we appreciate the support we've received. Our next question, Jesse, comes from Brian Bobbitt at BB underscore Nitro. And Brian asks, what's your favorite moment from a game you attended? Mm, That's a good one. That's a good Um, one. Mine mine is – so I was at the the very famous – baseball game now the very from august baseball game. from august of 2017 when archie bradley said this is our house oh. and got oh. ultra fired up oh. i don't think like at that point i wasn't going to like every diamondbacks game so i'm pretty sure i just severely lucked out um that i was at this game but i was there the diamondbacks won six to three i believe i believe jake lamb hit like a a yellow pole scraping grand slam in this game. Uh, I might be getting confused with another Dodgers game from around that time Mm -hmm. of year, but I'm pretty sure it was the same one. The diamondbacks won the game six to three and Derek, I have never seen chase field just so, so fired up. And so like it, it it was an interesting experience because of course there were a ton of Dodgers fans there. And that's why Archie Bradley felt the need to say what he said. And yet at the same time, the Diamondbacks fan in the building were just going nuts. I mean, it was just there was this kind of back and forth between Dodgers fans and Diamondbacks fans. Of course, the Dodgers were, you know, uh, far ahead in the standings and whatnot. But but it was one day where you were just proud to be a Diamondbacks fan. Like, yes, our stadium, there's way too much blue in here right now. And it's kind of embarrassing. But my relief pitcher sees what's happening and is not willing to just kind of go with the flow and let this continue to happen. And unfortunately, several years later, Derek, we all know it's happening worse than ever. Uh, so <laughs> the movement that Archie Bradley tried to start that day didn't exactly, uh, didn't exactly stick around. Um, but nonetheless, it was, it was a magical day to be at the ballpark. And I will forever be grateful that I was, that I was able to be there on a day that, I think will be remembered in Diamondbacks history for quite some time. Man, it's so crazy that you bring it up because I had to really, I had to really whittle it down from a, a lot of experiences I've had. Yeah, I mean, I, you've been you've been sprayed with champagne in the face like eight times. How are you going to pick yeah, between all those, Derek? I know which which time of getting <laughs> sprayed in champagne. Do I pick? Uh, but that's not really it. I think for me personally, I think about all the times I've been there as a fan. I think about, yeah, uh, you know, being there three or four days after opening day back in 98. You know, I think about mm. all the all the stuff that I've experienced at that ballpark. Um, you know, it's 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 hard, right? Like I was standing there on the deck of the pool when the Diamondbacks all jumped in the pool and celebrated in the pool. I was taking video. I'm, I'm right there in the shot. When you see the wide shot of it, I, uh, and, but you bring up Archie and I still think of that, that wild card game. You know, I think mm-hmm. about that atmosphere. I never experienced anything like that during that wild card win 
during that Archie's. That was that was four years ago. That yeah. was not that long ago. Yeah, Archie's triple. Like I remember feeling the cheering. <laughs> this is going to sound so like cheesy. I don't even mean this like metaphorically. I felt the cheering in my heart. Like <laughs> the cheering was vibrating like the building and stuff so hard that like I felt like my heart being rattled by really by the cheering. Like it was just it was so intense during like Archie's triple. And I told you we were in the auxiliary press box that was basically right. behind left field. It wasn't a great spot to be, so I didn't spend much time actually in my seat. I spent a lot of time standing and being kind of in the crowd and stuff kind of in front of me. So I I just remember and it, you know it being a crazy night, but um, I want to say that Tyler Gilbert's no hitter most recently was probably my favorite moment, and mm -hmm. I say that just because of everything, fans, players, everything that they've experienced this year, just how special of a moment that was uh, for this team at that point, you know how unexpected it was, how it didn't seem like it was going to happen at times, how Gilbert was just this completely unexpected <laughs> candidate for yeah. a no-hitter in his, in his debut, you know. Um, but, like, I, <laughs> I get emotional about a lot of stupid shit at home. Uh, like uh America's Got Talent makes me tear up. Uh Ted Lasso makes me cry all the time, openly weep. Ted Lasso just <laughs> makes me just have tears running down my face. But just like kind of like cheering and getting excited at games, a lot of other emotions when I'm working have been kind of squashed down inside. You know, sure. I I can't experience the highs, so I also can't really experience the lows. I don't get I don't sit there and kick you know, the, the desk underneath me when they screw up or, you know, have an error and I don't stand up and let's, cheer. Let's try that next year, Derek. Yeah, I mean, sitting in the we'll press box, we'll just, we won't cheer. We'll, we'll just like angrily stomp our feet when something bad yeah. happens. I, I, the, the only time I've cheered recently is when I won, uh, like Jack Magruder's little, uh, he, he does a little card pull when, oh. when the Diamondbacks, when the, <laughs> excuse me, when the Diamondbacks are getting no hit, he tends to pull out some cards and they're numbered one through nine for the lineup, you know, like an ace through nine uh, and whatever card you pick is that, that spot in the lineup. And if that person breaks up the no hitter, then you win the money in the pot. One time I won the money in the pot, Jesse, and wow. because, because of the situation, it didn't look like I was cheering because I won money in a pot. It looked like <laughs> I just got really excited because the Diamondbacks finally got a hit. And I was the only person in the press box that was all about it. I was like, yeah, woo! I think it was Jack, the first person to turn back and look at me and go, hey, no cheering in the press box. He knew why I was cheering. You knew I was cheering, Jack. Uh, but yeah, no, the Tyler oh, Gilbert thing made me feel feelings. Like I got Mm. I got teared up. I teared up while it was like the ninth inning was going on. And then when it happened, I felt emotional. I felt emotional in the press co uh, conference afterwards. Like it was just a beautiful thing. It was so in the grand scheme of things, so meaningless in so many ways, right? Like yeah. it, it's so what, you know, in, in a season like this, it, it's, it's a drop in a, in a bucket as far as, 
how bad this season has gone. So it's like, why, why would one, you know, win even a no hitter matter? Oh, it mattered to this kid, you know, it mattered to Tyler. It was everything mm-hmm. to him and it's everything to his family. And it's everything to people who have been a part of his journey and a part of his life. It was everything to us in the press box to be witnessing it, to be, you know, kind of from the sixth inning on start scratching your chin going, wow, is this really going to happen? Did, nah, did Jack no have you guys, did you guys draw cards that? No, we don't. We only do it when the diamondbacks are getting no hit, not when the okay. opposing team is getting okay. no hit. So typically we, uh, we try not to talk about diamondbacks, no hitters. No one, <laughs> no one brings it up. No one goes, Hey, you think something's going to happen? No, you're not that guy. You don't do that. So, uh, but uh, yeah, it, for me, I don't know. It's like, some there are some nights just like any job where i don't want to be there you know and i want to just be home with my family and it's late and it's taken forever to get out of there and you know Mm. all the things that you would experience at a job sometimes that would kind of frustrate you even though you're happy at the job and you love it you know you still have those same kind of frustrations um and then there's moments like this that just make me so thankful that i get to do this job that i get to be there for something like this I haven't really been uh, present for a lot of historic moments, you know? So this was the first no hitter for the Diamondbacks in Chase Field history, right? The other two were, um, right? They were on the road, Randy's and... Um, uh, Edwin. Yeah, Edwin Jackson was also Edwin Jackson on, on the road. road. Yeah, yep. so this was the first no hitter for the D-backs at Chase Field. Yeah, you know? yeah, for Tyler Gilbert, of all people. It's incredible. Of all people. So, you know, and again, you, you going back to our question earlier, who knows, right? Like, I know that was just one night and I don't expect Tyler Gilbert to be an elite pitcher, but who knows, who knows what this could develop into, who knows which of these young guys might develop into the next stars for this team, right? Jake McCarthy is a guy that I found myself going, who, why, what? And then, you know, next thing you know, he ended up being a pretty good. reliable center fielder, right? So it's like, yeah, sometimes that's where these guys come from. And sometimes it's not the top 10 prospect guys that you would expect to see, you know? So mm. uh, just, I just hope that the Diamondbacks continue to have good moments, you know? And I, I want to see, I want to, I want to see more moments uh, towards the, a, a playoff kind of thing, you know, even if, even if they don't get there, I'd like to see, more moments that feel like you know we're heading in the right direction as great as that moment was it still you know it still kind of had an emptiness to it based on the way that this season went yeah hmm. crazy and that's again not to take anything away from tyler gilbert or a no hitter a no hitter is an incredible feat no matter when it occurs no matter what your team's record is it just you know it's unfortunate that it can't happen at a time where you know, it's it, it's kind of like, you know, like what the Dodgers get to experience where they have these young guys having great teams while the team itself is a juggernaut and just yeah. all of these awesome things are all happening at once. I, I That's what I want for this. Team. You wish there'd been more than what, like 10,000, 12,000 tops people yeah. to be there yeah. that night. Right. Yeah. yeah. Because I think, uh, yeah, it's uh, it is what it is, though. And I. I don't know. I, I still find myself to be very hopeful for even next year for this team based on these moments that we had like this, you know, 
they 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 say it's crazy to think that this team is going to win 30 more games than it did last season. I don't think that's that crazy. <laughs> I watched it's I watched less them. crazy than you would expect. Like right. 30 games is a lot of games, but it 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 really is something that if enough things go in the right direction, you could piece together how that might it's a lot of things that have to go in the right direction, but you could piece together how that could happen. Correct. Correct. So you know, again, we'll we'll see what happens. Hopefully, uh, my my hope is that Mike Hazen is bluffing us a little bit when it comes to this whole free agency thing. Uh, much like a lot of people, I don't want to see them. What were his exact words? It his, was basically, his, we're like some, not. We are not going to look at, for external candidates for positional to fill positional needs. So he Talking basically specifically about position players. Is that exactly what he said? Yeah, I mean, he threw a lot of he threw a lot of qualifiers in there, Jesse. He threw yeah. a lot of qualifiers. Mike in there. Hazen speaks in in a lot of qualifiers, <laughs> just a lot of a lot of words. <laughs> hey, let me tell you this much too: Mike Hazen doesn't owe me or the rest of the media nothing. He could boldface lie to us and then go out and acquire all the free agents for all we know, right? I, I'm <laughs> doubtful of that, right? I think that this team has. Uh, you know, financial insecurity issues that other teams don't have, that they can't just spend freakishly like that. I think I think looking at the Padres last year, even with how much money they spent, I don't ever saw I never saw a game where that ballpark wasn't filled. So I mean, you know, uh, there there's a big difference for some of those teams and the Diamondbacks when it comes to how much money they're even gonna be able to spend, you know, and how much money they're gonna have. It's no surprise yeah. that they spent two hundred, nearly two hundred thousand or two hundred million dollars less than the Dodgers. It's probably going to happen again, you know. But hopefully, mm-hmm. uh, hopefully, when they get that, they're they're you know their young guys set, you know. Here, may, it might happen this year. You know, it might happen this year where they figure out which are the young guys that are ready to play at a major league level, which are the guys to build around. Like you said, you're not even really that big on building around a lot of guys that are currently on this team. I. I know I at least have thrown out four that I would build around, and I don't think you're even that set on no, those four, it's, right? It's, it's Cattell Marte, Carson Kelly, and Zach Gallen, where there I'm like, is. all right, those are yeah. like those are pieces that you can build a good team around. Josh Rojas, Paven Smith, like I like them. I want to see what they can do, but they they – they're not at that level. They're not Cattell Marte. They're not Carson Kelly. Even Carson Kelly has some pretty significant issues hitting right-handed pitching. He has a, a super heavy platoon split. So th- there's just not a lot here that I feel, you know, that you're that you're about to build a, you know, a, a genuinely good contending baseball team out of it. There's just not a lot here yet, and and that's what is exciting in a lot of ways going into next year because rather than seeing you know, is Drupal Cabrera, Eduardo Escobar, some of these like placeholder type players. I think we're going to see more of that next generation of guys that really could develop into the types of players that you can build a team around. Just a reminder, since I screwed it up earlier, uh, the DraftKings <laughs> Sportsbook app is, of course, the official sports betting partner of the NFL. And new customers can bet just $1 on either team on any game to score a point score a single point uh, on either team to score can win $100 in free bets. When a team scores, you score. So again, 
that is one dollar on either team to score obviously you can bet more than just one dollar uh, but uh, one dollar more will get you 100 in free bets for new customers uh, and again we'd love it if you guys uh signed up for us over on uh, the gophnx.com as a member uh, and subscribe to us everywhere that you can uh, we had one last question before we go, um, and it comes from Callie Gregory at Callianne319. Callie asks, uh, since it was just the 20th anniversary, in your opinion, what made the 2001 D-back so special? And Jesse, I'm going to have to, you're going to make me talk about that Bob Page book that I want to throw out the window again, I feel like. but <laughs> I'm, I'm never going to make you talk about it, Derek. <laughs> you just keep bringing it up. <laughs> Jesse, you always want me talking about that book. <laughs> uh, no, I think for me, one thing that the, the thing that made that team special was the recognition by Jerry Colangelo to pivot mm. based on trying to build a winner. And they wanted to build a winner to attract fans. That's that's all it came so down huge. To. Mm. You know, they they saw people becoming disinterested in this team very quickly after that first season. And they completely changed their game plan. I think what made it special is that doesn't work normally. Like it doesn't work to kind of go into panic mode and start making big trades and bringing, you know, big names into one place and having all of those pieces kind of, uh, you know, become a team, you know, become cohesive, uh, become a champion. We've seen it all the time in sports where teams try to do it and it doesn't work out if if spending money and getting the top players available on free agency or in the market worked out every time the yankees would have like 60 world series instead of the 27 or however many they have you know um same with other sports right it's easy for the big markets that have more money to spend the money and get the bigger names it just doesn't work out that way you know it, it really did take this odd combination of you know two absolute ace pitchers and this kind of ragtag squad of pretty good, but not great hitters, you know, like to all just kind of come together <laughs> as, as, as a team effort, you know, we talked about it when we were drafting our teams, but you know, you had like Tony Womack come up so big in those playoffs, not necessarily in the world series, but he had a huge playoff and Luis Gonzalez didn't even have the best world series, but he had the hit, you know, yeah, he really didn't. I don't think Luis Gonzalez actually hit that much in the no, world. No, he did not. He did yeah. not. But he had the hit, right? And so, like, you just have these moments where guys stepped up in in certain situations and and became heroes, right? Like, again, when we we're drafting these teams, the ridiculous numbers guys like Danny Batista and Steve Finley and Reggie Sanders had those guys kind of get forgotten a little bit, just a little yeah. bit, you know. But when you look at their numbers, it was like wow, this guy hit 400 and this guy hit 358. This guy's like, ah, man, those are crazy numbers for World Series numbers, especially not to be talked about as this, you know, awesome group of hitters. Mm. Uh, they they, they really were, they, they were to me like such a perfect example of what Phoenix is, which is this like melting pot of, people from all over the place that somehow find their way here. You know, mm. as, as I get older, I find more and more natives. But when I was younger, you didn't find a lot of people that were born and raised here in Phoenix. Yeah. Everybody came from somewhere else, you know, sure. 
that's what that team was comprised of. This this team of guys that that were something big somewhere else, mm. but they never like made it like great with that team. You know, Randy Johnson was a staple with the Mariners. He had that brief run with the Astros, but then he came here. You know, you had Kurt Schilling that was a Philadelphia Philly. And then he came here and Luis Gonzalez was beloved as a tiger. And like, I don't know that, that to me was kind of it. You know, you just had these, mm. uh, I think wasn't Steve Finley, a San Diego Padre for like ever before he came to Arizona. I, I think like, like of course been. you don't, don't, you don't remember you were, you were, you were, you weren't even a glimmer in your mother's eye back then. <laughs> but I'm just saying these, uh, I, that, that for me, I think is what made that team special. Mm. You know? Yeah. I think it's, for I I think for well yeah go ahead finish your thought I won't interrupt. No, you. I was gonna say it's. Uh, I, I was just gonna recap that it's just not easy to bring all of that together and and have it work uh, and 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 have it work so fast like it it really mm. came together over you know night from 1999 to 2001 and it was just kind of one acquisition one move after the next that just kept bringing bringing people here to just keep pushing this team up and up and up as far as, you know, how competitive they were. I feel like mine is, is frankly pretty much the same. You, you pretty much stole my answer, Derek. Um, I obviously, as, as you said, I was not, I was not old enough in 2001 to really have a whole lot of recollection of what was going on. I was alive. Um, but yeah, you know, it's not like I remember it like it was yesterday watching the diamondbacks in the world series, but I think, just looking back on the history of this franchise, what you said is so true that Jerry Colangelo coming in as the owner, he was just so aware of how this really works. Like he was just so aware that if you're going to plant a new baseball team in Phoenix with so many people, like you said, who moved here from other places who already have, you know, their sports allegiances aligned elsewhere you've got to capture your audience out of the gate because if the diamondbacks go for a decade or two without really doing anything there, the team is just not going to catch on and just his awareness and his execution through everything. I mean, let's face it. If you, if you replay, you know, those five years when Jerry Colangelo was here, those five or six years, you know, if we replay those a hundred times, the diamondbacks don't win a world series very many times in that. Right. Like, like there's a lot of things, the stars aligned for this all to, to happen in the end. Um, but just the fact that he was willing to come in and make the investments to do anything that was necessary, the Diamondbacks attendance figures still blow me away in those first few years and their first year as a team, when they were horrible, they were in, I believe they were like around 40,000 for their average night at the ballpark. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So that is crazy. crazy. You that know is what's crazy? But what was crazy was the thing that made Colangelo go in a panic mode was the loss of season ticket holders. Right. So they didn't they they were filling up the ballpark, but they didn't have that many season ticket holders. So when they dropped over six thousand season ticket holders that first season, they lost a lot. Yeah. I mean, I mean they that only was won like they only won like sixty something games that year. I'm not going to say like it was half, but I imagine it was probably at least a third. You know, they didn't, they, they weren't filling up half of the stadium with season ticket holders that first season, right? It was a lot of people just going because it was baseball and it was new here and it was interesting to go to games, right? 
when you lose 6,000 plus season ticket holders, that tells you that you're like diehard fans that were super excited about this. Took It took that one season to go, nah, that's enough. <laughs> enough baseball for me. That 80, those 81 games last season, that's for the birds. I don't need to do that again this year. You know? <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's, Again, like you said, the, the attendance figures didn't really dip overall. It was the loss of season ticket holders that made them go, we yeah. need to do something, you know? So Yeah. Speaking of which, we have to address something that I don't want to address, but let's just get it We over do. With. Yes, we do. Uh, we have the results of our 2001 Arizona Diamondbacks World Series draft. Uh, we took it to the people today. We took it to Twitter. Uh, we had quite a, a lot of votes, so thank you guys. Uh, for voting for uh, for this. And it, it, in my opinion, it was much closer than I thought it was going to be. Uh, I knew I was going to lose, but I thought it was going to be a landslide. Uh, Jesse does take the victory with yes. 53.7% of the votes. 23.7% um, of those votes were for Randy Johnson alone. So I still think <laughs> of this as a victory for me. But, it was pretty know. close. I mean, 54-46, basically. Yeah. Our last one was pretty close, too. The Snakes I know. of Newark thing. The Snakes I think, of Newark, yeah. yeah. yeah, I'm going to yeah. I'm gonna just have to add these numbers up and keep a running oh, total of who's great. gotten Yeah, we need to see who. Yeah, the we sample need to see size is too small, over. Derek. It's all too I small need... for Jesse. It's all too small for Jesse. <laughs> well, you can go on Twitter and tell Jesse what you think about this, and you can continue to interact with us on all this stuff. We appreciate you guys. Uh, checking out the show, being a part of it. Uh, definitely check out the live show this week. Can't wait. We're going to have some exciting guests coming up all summer long, or summer, all fall long, all, all winter long. Uh, between now and spring, we're going to bring you as many guests as we can. Uh, this week, our buddy Patrick Lyons, who I absolutely adore. He has fantastic hair, and he is going to be here <laughs> from the DNVR uh, chatting with us tomorrow. Is my hair not tomorrow. good enough for you, Derek? Uh, well, I mean, I don't know, man. It's not that your hair isn't good. It's that his hair is great. That's really what it comes that's, down that's, to. That's fair. He does so, but it, again, it's just so much, it's so enjoyable, the amount of similarities between the two of you, not in the hair department, uh, but in the teaching department, your love of baseball, you both it's teach true. math for Pete's sake. I mean, we uh, are both math teachers and you guys are both obsessed with wrestling. So that's right. Patrick that's right. Lyons he's a, kind of he's a little bit of both of us. Yeah, he really he's a little is. bit of both of us. So check that out. Definitely. You can follow us on Twitter. Come I'm see at... his hair tomorrow. Yes. Come see his, yes. <laughs> Tune in live to see his hair. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at cap underscore caveman with the K Jesse of course is at Jesse N Friedman the show is at PHNX underscore D-backs but of course all roads lead to at PHNX underscore sports that is on Twitter Facebook and Instagram uh, you guys please check us out if you're not if you're listening to us on your favorite audio podcast right now subscribe and leave us a review uh, Jesse is a five-star man just a reminder uh, also if you are not already subscribed to us on YouTube please jump over there subscribe and sign up for notifications that way you get all of this hot fresh baked Arizona sports content uh, we appreciate you guys checking out the show again on behalf of Jesse and myself we thank you guys and remember kids baseball is fun but it's so much more fun when you bet on it